We all want to work more productively so we can live more abundantly. But knowing the difference between busy and being productive can be confusing for many. So in today's show, I'm going to share my top five productivity hacks to help you better understand what it looks like to live and work more productively so you can live and give more abundantly in your mom life, home life, and network marketing business life. And we're almost at 50 episodes. So exciting. Be on the lookout for a special celebration giveaway once we hit that big first milestone. Make sure you subscribe so you'll be one of the first to know. Welcome to the Abundant Mom Life for Network Marketers show, where we choose to grow a successful and sustainable business from the crazy caffeine-filled comfort of home using flexible productivity strategies that simplify, optimize, and systemize our business and mom life. Hi, I'm Melody Bishop, a Jesus-loving boy mom, former teacher, turned top 1% network marketer, turned entrepreneur. I believe you can slay your day without being a slave to the hustle. If you're ready to get your time freedom back and design the life you love, you're in the right place. It's time to rise up, know your worth, and live abundantly. As a mom and a work-at-home mom, I cannot stress more the importance of learning how to work and live more productively. We can always make more money, but we can never make more time. Time is more precious than money. And the better you can learn to manage your time, the more successful you will be. You see, I've had the privilege of making it to the top, and I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Most of those leaders at the top, once they get there, realize that they do not have the bandwidth to sustain that level of growth. This is because the bigger your team grows, the more customers and sales you have, the harder you have to work to maintain that level of growth unless you have learned how to build your business with a strong foundation of sustainability and mastered how to manage your time and work more productively. So when I tell you smarter, not harder is my motto, I mean it. I refuse to sacrifice my faith, family, and self-care time to hustle and grind to get to the top. When I saw that my business was becoming an idol in my life and I was neglecting my family and my own well-being to grow my business, I became angry at myself. Angry at the way the network marketing industry glorifies the hustle and angry that there was no training readily available that taught you how to grow not just a successful business, but a sustainable and successful business. That's why so many leaders, when they do get to the top, quit. I'm sure you've seen it. Sometimes they quit altogether and other times they look for greener pastures and switch companies hoping that the next opportunity will somehow be different. But guess what, my mama friend? The choice between working smarter or working harder is up to you. We have to take responsibility for the way we choose to grow our business. And if you want to learn how to work smarter than the rest so you don't have to work 
harder than the rest, the first step on the staircase to sustainable growth is being committed to mastering your time management and be as productive each and every day in all facets of life as you possibly can. Now, of course, this is a process and won't happen overnight. In fact, I'm always on a mission to learn how to up-level my own time management and productivity because I have experienced the benefits over and over again. The key is to simply work on one new productivity strategy at a time because time will pass anyway and you can either stay stuck in the same spot or choose growth one step of the staircase at a time. Even if you only master one productivity strategy this year, you'll be one step closer to a more productive and abundant life than you were last year. So as I share my top strategies with you today, consider which strategy best aligns with your current needs and focus on just one productivity strategy at a time. You got it? (laughs) No more paralysis analysis, my friend. This is your year to begin laying that strong foundation groundwork so you can enjoy the business you work so hard to build for the long haul rather than work hard to get to the top just to be knocked down and knocked out by burnout. The first productivity hack is something I refer to as spatial clarity. You see, when you clear your space, you clear your mind. If your space is cluttered, your mind will be cluttered too. So before you go and tackle all the piles in your home, start with your workspace first. Think about creating home office organization systems. Any pile you see, figure out how you can create an organizational system to be able to put that pile away so that it's in a home so you know where to find it easily but isn't where you can see it and where it's you're looking at it and it's cluttering up your mind and it's giving you anxiety and it's stressing you out. Because let's face it, we don't need any more anxiety and stress in our lives, right? <laughs> Especially right now. So tidy up the piles and make sure that they can stay tidy by creating some type of organizational system and a place for them to live where you can easily find things that you need. And once you've gotten your home office space tidy, block out 15 minutes a week to tidy up your office space. So pick a day that your tidy up day, Monday morning would be a good idea or Sunday before the beginning of the week and just spend 15 minutes to tidy up your office space so that it's ready, it's nice and clean, it's nice and orderly, and it's all set for you to make the magic happen when you sit down to work in your office space this week. Then, once you have it all tidied up, I want you to dedicate five minutes each morning before you sit down to work to keeping it tidy. If you work on this 15 minutes a week and five minutes a day rule, you won't ever have to worry about piles and things getting out of control because when that happens, it just makes us feel super overwhelmed and then it gets to the point where we end up just saying, hey, I'm not gonna do anything because I don't even know where to start, right? You know I'm right. 
Now I'm a bit of an organizational nerd and in my former company, I was a professional organizer. So I'll be sharing a Clutter Buster series with a mom boss spin soon where I'll dive in even deeper on this topic along with some helpful free resources that I created for my former clients that I'll be updating and sharing with all of you. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. As a 40-something mom of special needs boys with autoimmune, I have autoimmune, not them. (laughs) The next productivity hack, wake your brain, is a total lifesaver for me. Now, even if you don't have autoimmune, chances are you still deal with mom brain. So when you couple mom brain with brain fog and then crazy kids and then crazy special needs kids, boy, you have one tired brain. (laughs) I'm just keeping it real. You know how it is. I know you feel me. So it's really important to figure out ways to help wake your brain in the morning. Now, I have to tell you that even though I do these things that I'm going to share with you, it still takes a while for my brain to wake up. But if I didn't do these things, it would take even longer for my brain to wake up. So in the morning, as I'm waiting for my brain to wake up, I make sure that I start off my day with some important tasks or important things or routines that I need to do that don't require much brain focus, much brain energy. And then once my brain is woken up, then I dive in to those really important prioritized tasks that require my main focus because I want to make sure that I get those things out of the way first, not just because they're priorities, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but also because I want to make sure I take advantage of my most awake brain block time. (laughs) So here are some things that I do to help wake up my brain faster each and every morning. One thing I've noticed that really helps is to drink a glass of water in the morning before I have any other types of drinks like coffee. Now, I really like sparkling water, (laughs) so I drink that, but you can just drink regular water or if you like flavored water or if you have water with maybe um, an energy type um, little drink that you put in there to flavor your water. But having that water in the beginning of the day really helps kind of just get my body woken up and, you know, everything moving. So if I start my day without it, I definitely notice that I am a little bit more sluggish during the morning. Then I know we talk about PJs all day and there are certainly days that I stay in my PJs longer than others. And I do love that about working from home, but let's keep it real. For most of us, if we stay in our PJs all day, it's going to kind of slow us down because our brain is thinking pajamas, sleep. (laughs) Same thing with making your bed. One of the very first things that I struggled with um, was making my bed every day because I felt I felt like, oh my goodness, I'm exhausted. I know I'm going to end up needing a nap. So what's the point of making my bed with autoimmune when I know that I'm going to maybe have a flare or maybe I'm going to need a nap and I'm going to just end up back in bed for a little while anyway. And then I realized that I was psyching myself out, my brain, because your mind is powerful, by not making my bed. It was almost like I was setting myself up for failure. So it's kind of the same thing with wearing PJs all day every day is your brain is thinking oh we're PJs we're you know kind of just having a lazy day and it, it it's hard for your brain to really focus when you're doing that so make your bed <laughs> 
make your bed. And you know what, when I started doing that, and that really wasn't my focus at first, my husband didn't like that I didn't make the bed. And you know, he could have made the bed, you know, but he didn't. So I started making the bed to just kind of, you know, make my husband happy. And then I noticed that making the bed, that one little thing really helped me not end up in bed as much as I used to, because I wasn't psyching myself out as much. So make sure that you get up, you get showered, which helps wake you up too. You get moving, you know, don't, you know, I know we sit down a lot. So sometimes I'll stand up to eat my lunch or I'll make sure that I get up every, you know, 30 minutes and just walk around a little bit just to kind of keep my body moving and my brain moving. Because when you sit down for such a long time, that sedentary lifestyle can really <laughs> do a number on your focus, on your brain power, okay? So get moving and get dressed, okay? Get dressed. You don't have to dress fancy. I still wear my comfy stretchy pants. My kids, when I wear jeans, they're like, are we going out today, mom? Where are we going? <laughs> so I still wear my comfy clothes. Don't get it twisted, but get dressed, okay? Don't stay in your pajamas all day. Let that be like something that you do on the weekends or just on certain days, maybe when you're not feeling so good. You can stay in your PJs, get some work done, have a slower day, but don't let that be your lifestyle because I'm telling you, it <laughs> really does do a number on your mental clarity, okay? Don't skip breakfast. Oh my goodness, I used to be, <laughs> I used to be so bad at this, so, so bad at this. Don't skip breakfast. So I had to realize I need to find something super quick and healthy in the morning to eat so that I actually eat breakfast because if I had to make something, I mean, I make kids the kids breakfast, but um, I don't eat necessarily eat what they eat because they're picky. <laughs> Anybody else have picky kids? I'm sure you do. But I realized that I, I needed something fast, otherwise I wouldn't eat. And I needed to make sure that I ate as soon as possible, otherwise I would just forget because once I started getting going and doing all the things I needed to do and I get in the groove, then before you know it, hours have passed by and oh, I didn't eat breakfast. <laughs> I'm sure you feel me. I know I'm not alone. So I have protein bars. I have healthy protein bars that I eat. I tried shakes. I know that works for some people. So if that works for you, that's awesome. But it didn't really work for me because I still had to make the shake. I needed something that I could just grab <laughs> that was healthy, that gave me a boost of energy with some high fiber and high protein, doesn't have sugar in it or it just has a little bit of sugar. So it's healthy and I eat a protein bar and that keeps me full for a few hours before I can have a bigger lunch. So tie your breakfast time with something else that you do in the morning. So when you make your coffee, if you have coffee or if you have tea or when you have your water, go ahead and have your breakfast at the same time. Make sure that you're doing that. And if it means you have to do something quick, then it's better than not eating at all. <laughs> so don't skip breakfast. And then use a playlist. Sometimes when I'm really stuck and I'm having a hard time moving or I'm trying to get out of that stinking thinking and I'm feeling really down or maybe I had a bad day the day before or we had a rough morning with the kids, I will put on a playlist. So I have a few different playlists. I have one that's a worship playlist that I use if I'm feeling down in the dumps and you know, I wanna say not today, Satan. The best way to do that it was with praise and worship. And then I have another one that is kind of like a morning get me started playlist. So I have my playlist on YouTube, but I know there's lots of other apps and different ways you can put together a playlist and maybe not have ads like you do with YouTube because I don't pay for the no, the ad free version. 
but I have mine on YouTube so I can put it on the television or I can use it with my phone or on my computer and it just really helps me to get going. And then once my brain is woken up, I turn it off because sometimes I'm a musical person. I'll find myself singing and then I can't focus on my work. But you need something sometimes that little extra boost to get your brain, you know, moving in the right direction. And then if you need a little bit of extra help, <laughs> then find some type of an energy drink or energy supplement or, you know, type of, you know, healthy coffee with some added nootropics in it to help wake you up. And if you'd like to check out what I affectionately call my brain fog survival coffee <laughs> that I use to help wake up my brain and energize my body each and every morning and when I run out and I have to wait for it, oh my goodness, it's <laughs> such a big difference. You can find the link for my favorite coffee and you can check it out in the show notes. And if you choose to give it a try, you'll get $10 off your first non-SmartShip order with my link. It comes off at checkout. And I will also send you a special little cozy, um, it's called like a coffee cozy. You know those little things you put around your coffee mug? <laughs> They're so cute. You know, when your coffee's really hot, you can put it around your coffee mug. I'll send you one of those from me as well as a thank you gift. The third hack is something I preach about all the time on this podcast. And you can go back and listen to other episodes that dive a little bit deeper, but I'm going to give you, break it down and give you kind of the Cliff Notes version of some of my top prioritize and plan tips for you to chew on. <laughs> so the first tip is every Sunday, I highly recommend you do this on Sunday, block out an hour or so to plan your goals for the week ahead and brain dump your action steps for your weekly goals to help you reach those goals. Then every morning before you begin to jump into work, consider what three to five business tasks from your weekly brain dump list are most important for you to accomplish that day. Then list them out in your planner in that day's block in order of priority. Know any non-business tasks that you need to get done that day as well. You know, anything that is not already a habitual routine, anything that's not a habit, you need to write it down. <laughs> no matter how small of a task it may seem, no matter how, you know, you're like, oh, I got it, I got it up here in my head. You know, I'm pointing to my head, you can't see me. But a lot of people say that, I don't need to write it down. I've got it, I've got it up here. And then before you know it, you know, a couple of days have passed and you're like, oh my gosh, I never did that thing. <laughs> write it down. If it's not a habit, write it down. If it's not a habit, write it down. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it a third time, but you get the idea, okay? It's really important. So planning your day before you begin your day helps you to get more done because you're not wasting time having to stop and think about what you should do next and then forgetting to accomplish what's most important while you run around doing busy work instead of actually being productive and intentional with how you spend your time each day. I know a lot of people in their planners use washi tape, so if that works for you, if you like that, that's awesome. I really love, and I've actually got my son addicted, my teenage son addicted to these pens too, and I share them all the time. I really love using the um, erasable Frixion gel pens. You can get them on Amazon, and they come in different colors. So I color code my tasks. So I have um, a different color for different types of business tasks, and then I have a different color for like appointments, and then I have a different color for home type tasks that I need to do that are not a habit. 
and I use those colors to write it down in my daily planner, whatever tasks I'm doing. So when I look at it at first glance, I'm like, oh, I've got this many business tasks today in these categories, and I've got a couple of home life things I need to do, and then I have a, an appointment today. So I'm a visual person, so color coding things just really kind of helps me. And then if I make a mistake or if I decide I need to bump something to the next day, it's erasable. So I just erase it and then move it to the next day. Easy peasy. And the fourth productivity hack is to create daily routines. So every month, I want you to work on establishing a new healthy routine. So you could just do one routine or you can choose one mom life routine or home life routine and then one business life routine. So that's two different types of routines. So you're you know, becoming more productive in your mom life, home life, and more productive in your business life. So it just kind of depends how much time you have each and every month. So if you have to alternate, maybe one month you'll focus on a mom life or a home life routine, and then the next month you'll focus on a business routine. But you wanna pick one to focus on at a time. Routines allow you to get more done in less time by simplifying repetitive processes and tasks so that once they become a habit, you no longer have to use as much brain power to remember to work them in each day and get all the necessary daily chores or responsibilities done. So there are a lot of things I do each and every day that have become a routine and a habit that I don't write down in my planner because I don't need to focus on it because it's a, it's a normal part, it's an organic part of my day. So that's the idea with routines. It helps you to really kind of compress that time so that you can get more done in less time and you can really work productively because your brain, you, you didn't realize how much brain power you use on a regular basis. And as moms, y'all know, we carry the mental load of the family. We're the one ones remembering, you know, when the kids have to be here for school and all these different appointments and all these different papers we have to sign. And when we're out of something and something needs to be replaced and, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. So in order to help lessen that mental load so we can focus and get more done every single day, you need to be able to create routines that become a habit and become a normal part of your day. So for example, you know, most of us get up, we go to the bathroom, we, you know, we take a shower, we brush our teeth. These are examples of routines that are habits that you're like, of course, I don't think about doing those things. It's just a regular part of my day. Well, that's the whole point. You want to create more of those routines that become habit during your day so that you can have more things you do during your day that don't take away from your mental energy and those mental brain power focus resources. So write the tasks that you want to make into a routine down, then assign these tasks a block time of the day when you will commit to focusing on completing those tasks at the same time of day. So it doesn't have to be the exact time, you know, but the same time of day, like the morning before the kids wake up or, you know, during lunchtime or after lunch or bedtime or whatever. It has to be around the same time each and every day in order for it to turn into a routine. Now you can always adjust routines and move them to a different part of the day, but in order to establish a habitual routine where you don't have to think about it as much and it's an organic, natural part of your day, 
you need to pick a time, a block of time during the day where you complete that same routine or a similar routine every single day in order to solidify that habit. And then once that habit is solidified, you can very easily be flexible with that routine and move it around as needed as life happens and seasons change and your schedule changes. But you need to commit in order to establish that routine. They say it takes about 30 to 40 days to create and establish a new habit. And you cannot have a routine, you know, without a habit. They go together. So commit to focusing on completing those tasks at that same time of day for the whole month. And once the month is over, if you have been committed, okay, you will have created a new habitual routine and your brain and sanity will thank you for it. You compress your time using habit stacking in your routines. So what do I mean by that? I have another episode on this, but basically habit stacking is combining like tasks into that compressed time. So you want to consider things that you can do without thinking about them. And then you want to stack like tasks like that on top of one another. Think about what can you do with a routine that's already a habit and what other habits, routines, can you do at the same time without getting distracted and without using much more or any more brain power. And that is how you create this habit stacking. If you wanna learn more about this concept, you can check out episode four of the podcast. You can also check out my Power of Routine series, which is episodes 32, 33, and 34 for more training on routines. And the fifth productivity hack is to simplify your life with systems. I always get giddy when I talk about systems, so I gotta try and reel myself back here because we're gonna do a series on systems coming up soon where I dive a little bit deeper because I can kind of, you know, (laughs) go forever talking about systems. But systems simplify processes so you can get more done in less time and with less drain on your resources, your time, your energy, your emotional and physical resources. Systems are a way of duplicating yourself without having to duplicate yourself because we know we can't do that, unfortunately. (laughs) But imagine how, you know, terrified our kids and our husbands would be if we could duplicate ourselves, right? (laughs) So systems help you to know where everything in your home goes or gets put away and the steps and how to do that as effortlessly as possible. Systems also do the heavy lifting for you by breaking down the repetitive complexities of life into a step-by-step outline of tasks that can either be automated or made into a simplified routine. There's that word again. (laughs) When you have a bunch of different routines from those processes put together that make sense in a step-by-step process, that's when you have a system. So you can create mom life systems like a school command center where all of the school stuff goes when they come home from school and then you can create a process where you go through it and then you file things away and then you throw things away and you have a spot where you put the stuff that needs to be signed, you know, the important papers, etc. And you can have a spot for each one of the kiddos and then of course, you know, have the calendar of events and other things like that for school activities all in one spot. 
You can also have a family command center where you have your big calendar for all of the family stuff that's going on that month. You can even have your little menu there so they stop asking you, mom, what's for dinner? <laughs> you could have your chore chart there if you do that with your kids or your responsibilities chart, whatever you wanna call it, your family command center. Examples of home life systems are like a piles to files command center. When all the piles of mail come in and all the other important papers or magazines and things like that, what do you do with them? Do they end up in a pile? If they do, then you need a command center <laughs> and you need a step-by-step -step process where you create a habit when you know what to do with that mail, how to file it, what gets filed, what gets thrown away, what goes into a temporary mail file, little caddy you could use, and then when does it get sorted and moved to the permanent important papers files in your home office area. Another example of a home life system is a pantry command center. So I love to label things in my pantry, snack bin, cans, you know, I usually have two snack bins, you know how it is to have kids, <laughs> especially when you have a teenager, okay? And then I have a bin that says pasta and rice, and then I have bread bins, and basically it helps me to know, or my husband to know, or the kids to know where things are and where to put them away. So they never have to ask, hey, where does this go, mom? <laughs> so, you know, do you organize your pantry? Do you have a pantry command center? This also helps to make it a little bit faster when you're cooking or you're teaching your kids to cook, or maybe your husband goes and gets the groceries and he doesn't know where to put things away if you're not feeling well. So, you know, when I'm not feeling well, I don't have to worry as much or if I'm, you know, not home, I'm on vacation or going to a convention or something like that. And my kids are, you know, with their dad or somebody else. It's a lot easier because I have systems. So I don't have to stress as much about home life running, running smoothly when I'm not actually home because I have systems. You can also create a command center for the entryway. Make sure that everything is in the same spot so you don't have to run around the house when it's time to leave and then you're late for the bus or you're late for work or you're late for you know this or whatever. Everything's in the same spot. And then some business systems could be like a bookkeeping system, keeping up with that. What's your process every single month? What day do you do this? Or do you have someone else do it? You know, when do you communicate with them, etc. Having a bookkeeping system or a follow-up system. What's your process for follow-up? What's your step-by-step -step process for follow-up and how do you organize that? A prospecting system. What do you do in prospecting? What are the steps? What do you say? How do you organize that? How do you keep track of that? or even team support systems, which there are so many team support systems, but you need to have systems in your business, okay? Otherwise, it's gonna take you three times as long to grow a successful business and to do so while keeping your sanity intact. So I happen to geek out over systems and I'll be sharing a whole series on systems for mom life, home life, and business life coming up soon. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it. So your action step homework for today is to tidy up your home office space and once you've done so, snap a pic and post it over to my free Abundant Mom Life for Network Marketers Facebook community to get a special gift from me. 
And if you're ready to learn all about how to incorporate purposeful productivity strategies to create a flexible and adaptive plan to work smarter, not harder, and break through the stuck so you can have breakthrough in your business this year, check out my Purposeful Productivity Pathways course over at AbundantMomLife.com slash productivity. I'll be adding some exciting new modules onto the already popular course to help you master your mom life and home life routines. So if you want to grab it before the price goes up and be grandfathered into the new course with bonus content, don't wait. Relaunch is next month. And before you go, let me leave you with an abundance prayer. Father God, we all desire to spend our time wisely. We know time is precious, time is fleeting. There never seems to be enough time in a day to get everything we want to do done. Help us to discern what areas of our life deserve our best attention and guide us in how we can work and live more productively so we can live and give more abundantly. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to Mommy's show. Hey mama, if you found value in today's show, I'd be truly grateful if you take a few moments to hit that follow or subscribe button and leave an Apple podcast review. You can even share this podcast with your team because when we work together, we can empower mamas to claim the abundant life they desire and deserve. Come join our Facebook community at Abundant Mom Life for Network Marketers. Can't wait to get to know you.